Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, March 12, 2019, and I'm Steve Peasley, and I always thank you for joining me, and I do thank you again today. <clears throat> and I hope you will also call me. We want to hear your investing questions. Now, on Invest Talk here, and at KPP Financial, we always implement that philosophy I mentioned, independent thinking and shared success. The shared part is, I put my money right alongside my client's money. I buy the same thing, same price, same time. We call it parallel investing. That's what the shared success is all about. We're sharing it. So I want everybody to be successful, including myself. So it's a good philosophy for you guys, the listeners, and my clients. Remember, our goal is financial freedom and getting there. How do we get there? My goal personally is that as well. So it's all we're all on the same side of the table. I really like that. Today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get wherever we need to get to be able to just do what we want instead of working for a salary, working for a living. I, I, I don't. I think working is great, but not for money working because you want to work, and you happen to get paid doing it. So we need to reach that stage, whatever that is. Maybe you're already there. Maybe you have a job you love already, but most people do not. So therefore, we have to work toward that goal of financial freedom. And to do that, I try to help you by answering questions, financial questions here on the show. You can call me live right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, so I'd love to talk to you. Okay, some of the news out today. Well, do you know we've had the unemployment rate drop below 4%? And do you know we've had that for 12 months in a row now? 12 4% or below? And that is the first time for one full year since 1970? 1970. What's that? 49 years, almost 50 years? Pretty good. You gotta, you gotta say it's pretty good. And you know, there's a million jobs available to workers that are not being filled. Wages are up. Small business optimism has ticked up. We have a strong economy. The consumers spending those tax cuts. That's helping. And corporate earnings are pretty strong. So that's why the pressure on the market is up, not down, up. Long term, the pressure on the market is always up. Long term, always up on the upside. Now, there can be years where it's not. That's true. And no one can predict the future. That's true, too. But the bias is to the upside for the market. Okay, you saw Boeing today and Boeing yesterday and today. Yeah, that's They've had a problem with their 737 aircraft, and that's their bread and butter plane, by the way. It's had two crashes in six months. And the FAA is saying the Boeing 737, and this was on the MAX 8, 737, MAX 8. So FAA says the, the jet is safe, 
But the British have banned the aircraft in their airspace. So have the Chinese, Indonesia. So, you know, the question is, is what really caused the crash? And no one knows yet. They haven't figured it out yet. I don't think we have a definitive answer. We don't know if it's the plane. But it's just highly suspect when two of them crash within six months. Think how often planes crash. Not very often. And, of course, I'm flying to San Jose tomorrow and, and, and with Southwest. And Southwest, is, uh, they, uh, Southwest has the largest fleet of those 737s. So, wish me luck. From my history file, you know Boeing is 102 years old. Uh, July 1916 in Seattle, Washington. And in 2018, they had revenues of $101 billion. They have 153,000 employees. In 2018, they're going to produce 108 commercial aircraft, 96 military aircraft, two satellites. So Boeing is quite large. Apple. Apple is gearing up. They announced uh, that they're having some big announcement. They announced they had a, they're going to have a big announcement. But, and most people are pretty sure it's about their new streaming service. Now, will it be a strong competitor for Amazon and Netflix in the streaming space? Now, a- Apple's cash flow is 14 times P.E., and many experts are saying that its share, now at around $180, will be going higher. I think it will. And the, the cable cord, that you know, the, the cable TV, cable services model is the old technology. Digital streaming is the future. So as investors, we need to think of a way to participate in that future. Remember that book, Creative Destruction, I talk about. Here we are. I think the cable is going to be cut, and that's being destru- destroyed. Those cable services are going to be um, less and less important and we're going to digital streaming things so think about that in retailing it's all about amazon right i mean we talk about retailing you got to talk about amazon but you know amazon is starting to deliver its own its own stuff therefore they're going to start competing with the likes of fedex and ups so they're going to be buying more planes they're going to be my more trucks more facilities so it's going to be a, a competition now. And I'm not saying Amazon will win that competition, but UPS and FedEx have to realize that they're going to be competed with. So there's always lots of news, lots of interesting news, I think. But, but before we go any further, let's go ahead and grab a question. On, and it, well, no, there's a live call to there. Let's go to him first. Let's go to Aram in New Jersey. How you doing, Aram? Hey, uh, Steve, uh, this is Rom. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks, Rom. Uh, Steve, I have I have a two-part question for you. The first part, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, beginning of this year, I spoke to, spoke to you about this company called PagSeguro, ticker symbol P-A-G-S. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got yes. into the position, and it's had a really nice run. Uh, this is a Brazilian card payment company, uh, and I'm up nearly about Forty percent on that, and I also uh, I wanted to ask you if I should continue to hold it. Has it gone up too too much too soon? Do I take some chips off the table? Uh, just wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, and then the other okay. longer term stock question that I had for you was I'm I'm looking to get into Kraft Haynes. 
I know there's a lot of negativity around the company right now. They've got a lot of issues, but I have a three to five year holding pattern and I'm trying to see if now is a good time to get into the stock. Well, let's talk about Pasugero Digital. Um, this is a Brazilian company, Brazilian-based company that provides payment technology solutions to small and mid-sized enterprises. And I, I do vaguely remember talking about it. Uh, they have gone up nicely from their bottom. About about $17 are now 28 $20.34. That is a lot of resistance right around $28, $29. They have a lot of resistance, meaning there were a lot of people back in uh, July, August, September, October, buying it back then at 28, 29. Then it went all the way down to 17. So those people got very scared. Now that it's back to 28, that's why you're seeing it going sideways because those people are saying, oh, thank God I'm getting even. I'm going to go ahead and take money and get out of it. And so they're putting downward pressure with the bulls putting upward pressure. So that's why it's kind of hesitating here. Uh, it, it's still growing very nice. I mean, 30 plus percent sales growth and 30 plus percent earnings per share. They're going to make a dollar fifty-four next year. So there's really no reason to sell it. Has it gotten expensive? Well, a dollar dollar fifty-four on a twenty-eight dollar stock. You know, you're talking about a what twenty-eight, twenty-seven, twenty-eight PE. That's not too bad when it's still growing 30 plus percent earnings and sales. So I wouldn't say it was overvalued. It's probably closer to fair value here. But if they continue to grow their sales and the price goes nowhere, a year from now, two years from now, this stock is going to be higher. Right? So um, only reason I take some off, Rum, is that you have too much. If you feel you have too much, it's too big of a position in your portfolio, then you could cut it back, but not necessarily get rid of it. That's what I would do. And uh, what was the other one? That was Kraft? Uh, yeah, Kraft Haynes. Uh, what's the symbol on that? Stock right now. Oh, that's uh, KHC. Yeah, KHC. Yeah, Kraft is a pretty good, it's, it's a big company, $39 billion. You buy this for the dividend at this point, 5%, because it doesn't have much sales. I mean, sales growth. It just doesn't. Earnings are pretty steady as well. So uh, you buy it for the dividend, which is 5%. And it is at a pretty good price here. And they've had a lot of negative news on it. So it's a tough call when to buy this kind of company. But it is... Fairly priced. I mean, it's pretty inexpensive at this point. And it's been, it's oversold. It's going to bounce. So I, I, I don't think it's a bad entry point right here. I don't. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate the call. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I will return to San Jose tomorrow. And you know what? I do not have any places, uh, slots open. No space whatsoever. Matter of fact, I'm going to meet with six people, and that's going to be very difficult. Very difficult day. So, um, sorry. Uh, I will be back in another month or so. So if you're interested, yeah, you, we can we can squeeze you in the next time. Okay, so give me a call. We'll set up a time for you uh, next time I'm up there. And I'm up there every month, so, you know, quite often. So all you do is go ask for a portfolio review and go to investtalk.com. Send me an email. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART.
This is Invest Talk, and March is moving fast. Now, more than ever, you still need unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. What are we going to talk about today? Well, the market was mixed. The Dow was down 96 points. Down 96 points on the Dow. But the Nasdaq was up 33, and the S&P was up 8. So a broader, broader market was doing better than the Dow. And 96 points, I wonder how much of that was due because of Boeing. Probably quite a bit, actually. So that's what the market did. But what we're going to talk about... Uh, there was a study done by uh, one of the big houses, you know, you know, all the big houses always studied the financial markets and history and all that kind of stuff. But this study was done going back 10 years, and they said 10 equities represent 10, 10 stocks represent 25% of the movement of the S&P 500 since the bull market began. And this is by Goldman Sachs, by the way. It began in 2009. 25% of the move is uh, 10 stocks. So if you didn't have those 10 stocks, you probably underperformed the market. And that would be almost everybody because you don't, most people didn't have all 10 stocks. I had a couple, but not all 10. Apple, which is one of the ones I had, single-handedly accounted for 20%. So we're going to talk about that. Talk about that a little bit more. Um, retail sales came out. And, of course, some, information, some inflation news came out. We'll go over those numbers. Gold and oil is up today. What do you think is going on with that? I mean, the market's doing pretty well. Now, will gold and oil keep moving? They, gold and oil had a very, very nice move up. Uh, very nice move up ever since the bottom in September, October area. In December, gold went up, and I think it's still got some room to go. It's hitting resistance, but I think we want to talk about that a little bit. And I want to talk about VW and their electric car move. It's it's something that's surprising. I think you'll find it surprising. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for making this program. A, a, a part of your daily routine. I really do appreciate it. Justin and I do our very best to try to make it interesting. So give us a call, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and you're ready for unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you are, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, that's our phone. Love to talk to you. Ask any financial questions. Our main talking point, does 10 stocks have accounted for 25% of the 10-year bull market? 10 stocks, you want to know what they are? I bet you do. The biggest one is Apple. The one that's been the most uh, influenced. It's been it's up annual return for Apple for the last ten years, thirty two percent. Then it's followed by Microsoft. I bet you that surprises you, huh? You probably thought it was Amazon or or Netflix or something. Nope, Netflix is not even in the top ten. 
It's Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, J.P. Morgan Chase, Johnson & Johnson, Boeing, Home Depot, Intel, United Health, Cisco. Those. Those are the ones, the top 10. And Apple, by far the biggest. The next biggest is, is uh, Boeing, 33%. Uh, so, actually... No, Apple, the re reason why Apple is number one is probably because, hmm, it, yeah, it contributed 20%. Uh, the returns, see, that's interesting. The returns on the stocks, you know, uh, uh, Boeing has had a better return. But as far as affecting the market, Apple has. Affecting the S&P 500, Apple's number one. 20% followed by Microsoft which is 17%. Amazon is 9 So Boeing, who's had a better annual return, only affected the S&P 500 by 7%. Isn't it? It's because of the size of the company. It's interesting stuff. Anyways, so those are the stocks. Those are the stocks that drove the market. S&P 20 represent 25% of the return of the market since the bear market ended in 2009. 25% represented the move with only 10 stocks. Now, this is the S&P 500. Only 10 represented a quarter of the move. That's pretty significant, really. So, uh, we've got time, so let's go for another caller question. The number is 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Rick from Colorado. I just listened to Justin's theory about we're in the third wave of a Elliott wave and we're, you know, going to see some bad times, like a 25% reduction on the S&P. So how do you trade this? Do you go to all cash? Do you do inverse? Do you do utilities? What is your general plan on dealing with this? Thank you and love listening to your show. Okay, generally, you know, the, the, you know, those Elliott waves, there's five waves and major waves and minor waves. I've been, been involved with that and how that works for umpteen bazillion years, and I kind of ignore them. Why? Why? Because, okay, let's say it's the third wave. How do you know it's the third wave? You only know it in hindsight. You don't know it in the future. You don't know the third wave is now because if the future has a... Five more waves that are higher than the current one, they'll look back on the current one right now that we're expecting and say that wasn't the third wave. These bigger ones were the third wave because they're bigger. So I never put much weight in them. You just don't know. And, you know, let's say, let's say this is a third wave. Then you're trying to predict when it will fall that 20, 25%. When? Next week? Next month? Next year? When? And you don't know. So, the, I, the it's a better plan for most people to stay with your core holdings, stay with what you are comfortable with, try to uh, balance your portfolio, try to recognize overvalued stocks. And if the market is overvalued, is it? Then maybe, you know, have some more uh defensive issues on where are we in the economic cycle maybe if we're in late in the economic cycle which i think we are you can put stocks on that are more defensive and that work in late economic cycles we've talked about that on the radio but just to use use an elliott wave you can't use it all by itself and think well that's what i'll do you can't all these 
all these indicators have to be kind of coalesced and, and said, okay, is there enough of them pointing in the direction that I need to worry about? And if everybody thinks something's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Because it already would have happened. When everybody thinks the market's going up, when everybody thinks that, it's not going to go up. It's probably going to go down. When everybody thinks it's going to go down, it's probably going to go up. Because everybody's already reacted. In other words, if everybody thinks the market's going up, they're already in the market. Right? So, therefore, everybody's in. All the money's in. What's the next move? you got to think a little contrarian about these things. Thank you for the question, though. It is a good question. Okay, retail sales. Unfortunately, these are for January numbers because they're always late these days because of that shutdown. But it was interesting to note that even in January, it was better than expected. Uh, the month before in December, retail sales were down 1.6%. Uh, it was up two-tenths of percent. Okay, but if you got rid of autos, it was up nine-tenths of percent. And that was twice what the expectation was. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, one minute left. There you go. Uh, on the next invest talk. Are, are the stock market, is the stock market and the economy, are they telling you two different stories? One expert thinks the S&P 500's P ratio is ignoring economic reality. I might have to agree with him on that. That's the story tomorrow, though. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-99 chart. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. How you doing, Bobby? Want to talk about CVS? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am very good. Thank you. Yes, CVS. You want to buy it? Sell it? Uh, uh, what do you want I to do? I want to buy it, uh, but I'm skeptical of all the healthcare regulations, and I'm not sure if the $70 billion that they paid for Aetna 
paid off um, in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's going to yeah, that's going to be a tough uh, tough go for them uh, as far as is it going to pay off for them. And uh, so I agree with you there. That was my biggest concern before I decided to buy it for my clients this morning. Oh, was you did? the Aetna deal? Yes, I did. That was my biggest concern, though. And why I bought it? Well, okay, it's CVS Health, everybody. It's a $55 billion company, operates 9,800 pharmacies. We talked about it before in 49 states. It's a $54 stock, and they're going to make $7.39 next year. So that means the stock is going to be, what, 7, 8 PE? So 8 PE, if it stays the same, and it pays a 3.7% dividend return on equity is 15%, which is pretty high. And they're growing their sales in the last quarter 12%. Before that, they were growing in the single digits, 2, 3, 4, 5%. So now sales are peaking up because one of them, they've been buying things. And that is my biggest worry, Bobby, is the, is the Aetna deal. If it works out, even if it works out, I think the profit margins are going to be skinny, but they're trying to build scale. You know, they're trying to build, get big, 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 so that, you know, anything happens, they have the scale to make profits. So, I kind of like it at this price. I've had three up days in a row, and this is the third one, so I think this is the bottom. I think. Of course, I could be wrong, okay. but I think so. Okay, Bobby? Yeah. Right. Appreciate the call. Thank you, appreciate Thank you. Let's go to John. Do, do John John Do? John Do in North Carolina. How you doing, John Do? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk ask about the F O N R stock, which is small cap stock. And I heard mm-hmm. from someone that it has a good uh, growth so wanted to know your opinion if i can go ahead and uh, take a position okay okay let's take a look at this phonar corporation it is a micro cap 139 million dollars market cap is really 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 small so therefore john do that means it's risky because of the size you know it's so small um it develops magnetic uh, resonance imaging scanners, MRIs, and offers management and diagnostic services. Um, they, they, in 2018, they made $3.10 a share, and it's a $21 stock. So it's well below 10 PE. It's gotten low as 5 PE. That's as low as it's been in the last five years, and that would mean that stock could go down to you know, $15, $16. But uh, but the sales growth. The thing I worry about this one is that you know, being such a small company, their sales growth is only five percent. The most recent quarter, seven percent before that, one percent before that. Their sales growth is never very strong, John. Do and for a tiny company like this, without a lot or uh, you know, a lot more sales growth, it makes me very nervous to buy. The return on equity is very good, twenty four percent. And mutual funds are slowly buying the company, so that's good too. But it is a very tiny okay. company. It might be bought by some a bigger bigger competitor. I mean, I could see that happening easy, you know, because it's so small. $139 million, you can buy the whole company. So, um, okay. So, it's not a bad company. This is not a bad price. It's just that it's higher risk because of the size and the sales growth is not as big as I would like. But it's still a good company. Thanks for the call, John. Do appreciate it. 
Okay, the CPI, that's the Consumer Price in, uh, Index, which is a gauge of inflation, came in at, for February at two-tenths of percent. That was expectation, and it was one-tenth of percent in January. But if you took a look at the core CPI, well, they expected it to go up 2%, and the previous month was two-tenths two of 1%, and they expected it to be up two-tenths of 1%, but it was only up one-tenth of percent. No inflation. We don't have inflation. We have no worry about inflation. No one's concerned about it. The Federal Reserve was worried about it all last year for no reason. I, they kept saying they were worried about it, but I think they just wanted to keep raising rates. I knew they did. I think they probably knew inflation was not a problem, but they wanted to use it as a reason. Worrying about the future inflation. Yeah, well, future we could have inflation. It's possible. I don't think so at this point, but it, it may. So, you know, we had that retail sales, we had inflation, and uh, gold and oil prices have been tra- tracking up. You know, gold uh, gold has been doing very well uh, since, you know, the bottom, uh, be even before the bottom of the market. And today I had a very good day because the last three days the dollar has been falling. The dollar peaked four days ago for the year. So it's interesting that the dollar peaked four days ago and gold has been going up at the same time over these most recent months. So what is that telling us? It's kind of contradictory. Now, a dollar did weaken in the beginning, the end of the year, beginning of this year. But starting in February, it started to move up and, you know, it's higher highs and higher lows since then. And we did have gold falling for the last few weeks, but then up the last few days. So it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because it's not really tracking exactly what is normal. And you know what? You can say that a lot about a lot of a lot. Say that a lot about a lot of different things going on in the economic sphere out there and how the stock market reacts to it. But it is what it is. You have to deal with it. You just deal with it. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Invest Talk, everybody. New listeners may not realize that we have been producing this program five days a week for 20 years. Monday through Friday, five days a week for 20 years. Yep, and I've been doing that. And through all that time, we have made sure that we've offered you know timely financial investing news and information, tried to temper all that information with unbiased opinions and advice. I hope it's been beneficial for my listeners and for my clients. So um, we want to make it more interesting. If you have suggestions for that, please send us to us. If you have any questions about anything financial, please send that to us. 888-99-CHART is our number. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, and the KPP Premium newsletter distributed to subscribers each Friday. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open now, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Eric in San Mateo, and he wants to talk about Boeing and their problems. How are you doing, Eric? Uh, great, Steve. Thanks for your show. 
Thank you. So, yeah, so my question was, you know, Boeing's always been on my watch list. It's a, you know, a strong, solid, blue-chip company. Um, unfortunately, they had some bad recent news, and, you know, it's always been on my watch list to pick it up. Is this a opportune time to pick it up because they're still a strong company? Yes. I think the answer is simple. Yes, I do. I think this is the opportunity to buy Boeing if you wanted to buy Boeing. Now, Eric, I will say that maybe not buy it today or tomorrow or the next day. I'm saying that this downstroke that it's having is the opportunity you get uh, for a very big company, $213 billion company, who has two planes that crashed, a Boeing 737-8 something, whatever, and uh, within six months. But, of course, no one has pointed to any problem with the plane itself, but the, the assumption is that there's something wrong with the plane. But it's a temporary thing, Eric. It's one of those things, this too shall pass. It's not, it's not going to affect their bottom line. It really is not going to, I don't think. Um, so if you're looking to buy Boeing, this is going to be the opportunity you're going to get. And I was looking at it, I'm looking at it myself to see if this is the opportunity to buy Boeing for my, me and my clients. And I'm going to wait because I want to see, uh, I want to see that the only, you know, it's only been two days. I want to see it move sideways. I'd rather see it move sideways and start moving up again. Um, I don't think it's going to make a V bottom, but it could. And then I miss my opportunity, but I do think this is an opportunity to get into Boeing. The symbol is BA, everybody. Okay, Eric? Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. BA. BA. Thank you. Yeah, you're looking at a Ford PE of about 15 for Boeing. And that lowest that they've had in the last five years is 14. So I think that's pretty good. They don't pay a great dividend, 2.2%. But their sales have picked up in recent quarters. So I kind of think this is an opportunity. BA, Boeing. So let's go ahead and take another call uh, from our voice uh, a voicemail that we have open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 888-99-CHART. Yeah. Hey, Steve and Justin. Landon here from Michigan. I was just wondering if there's a way to wisely invest into the market now because I know there's a recession right around the corner. You know, everybody says next year. So I was basically wondering if there's a way to invest and also be able to weather the storm such as like which sectors to invest in or stick to primarily bonds or dividend stocks that do well in recession. I look forward to listening to your answer on the podcast. Thanks. Well, that's a very big question. <laughs> but yes, you can still invest in though a recession is down looming in the next year or two or three. No one really knows when it's going to happen. My, my prediction uh, well over a year ago is that it was going to be maybe late this year or early next year, 2020. And that was that prediction was made a year, year and a half ago. And I still, I'm still going to stand by it. I think I still stand by it. Uh, but it could be wrong. It could be three years from now. That's why, you know, you always, no matter who's telling you or where you read it, no one really knows. We, we just have, you know, we're, we're looking at historical things and say, okay, we are ripe for a recession about this time period because of what's happened in the past and what signals we've used in the past that pointed to it. But those signals can change. So, but can you invest now even though, yeah, we, we're, we're invested. 
You can invest, I've mentioned before, on a late economic uh, cycle, there's certain sectors work better than other sectors. Utility sector works better. Gold sector works better. Consumer staples work better late in the economic cycle. So you can get into those. Um, if you, you know, buying bonds is a whole different kind of animal. Um, you only buy bonds if you need the diversification. You're you're too old to expose that portion of your money to the market, because you know I like to buy bonds and hold them maturity and live off the the income. So if you're trying just to avoid the market, you know you can go to cash. There's nothing wrong with hold on to cash. I don't see why that's a problem. Uh, wait for the recession and then invest that cash during the depths of the recession when everybody is miserable. That's very difficult to do. Most people cannot do it because the market's going down and it's still going down and I'm telling you to invest your money and it goes down more and I'm telling you to invest more. And it's very difficult. No one can pick the bottom. I can't. No one can. So you just know that you're deep in the recession and market's given up so much percentage that, okay, that's about how much when it does normally give up in a recession. So it's time to buy and it still can go down more. No one knows. But yeah. So there's things you can do, and you could dollar cost average. You don't have to dump in all your money all at one time if you have all your money out. You don't. You do it slowly and carefully. <laughs> okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, Volkswagen. Uh, a Volkswagen is going to have an electric car onslaught in the marketplace. They are going to have, they, they have decided by 2000 and. 25, they want 25% of their sales to be all electric. And they are coming out with 70, 70, 70 battery-powered cars, 70, over the next six years. 70. <laughs> That's what, 11, car, 11 new models a year? 11 new, one every almost month? Come on. 70 new electric, so they're, they're moving in a big way. And they see costs, costs of, ga- of, uh, of gasoline cars with the emission standards getting stricter and all that to be equal to the cost of electric-powered car in the next couple, three years, 2021-22. They think that the, there's going to be parity between electric cars and gasoline cars in a couple of years. So right now, electric cars cost more than more. Those batteries are pretty expensive, I guess. And Tesla, what is it going to do to Tesla? Well, don't I don't think you should count them out. They might partner with uh, with somebody, maybe VW on the lowering cars, right? Provide some of the their technology or whatever. Now, I don't think for their high end cars they will do that, but maybe we'll see. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I think uh, most of you know. That we do here, we do what what we do here on Invest Talk. I think you do know what we do, so we help you work toward your goal of financial freedom. That's the main job here, and we do that by answering your calls. So give me a call eight 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 ninety nine chart. On the next Invest Talk, are the stock market and the economy telling two different stories? One expert thinks so. Justin will break down the story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 
Hi Steve, this is Bob from Dallas. I love your show and thank you for everything you do. I am considering two stocks for long term in my IRA and I would like to know your opinion. The first one is Yum Brands, Y-U-M. And the second one is Nike, ticker symbol N-K-E. And thank you in advance. Bye. Well, Yum Brands is uh, operates and uh, franchises 45,084 fast food restaurants, including uh, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC. Okay, 45,000 worldwide. Um, and if you look at the chart, they're uh, they made a, 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 a 52-week high today at 97.98, $97.98. and they've been moving up very strongly from $75 from last August. Uh, choppy in you know October, November, December, but still on an upward bias. So now the question is, well, now you want to buy it at the new 52-week high that has been making those new 52-week highs for some time, and the PE now is not cheap. And for a company that sales are shrinking one to three percent per quarter for the last two years. I wouldn't be a buyer of this stock. It's gotten ahead of itself. It's more expensive than it should be. It's going to make $4.24 next year, $97.98 stock. So, what's that, 21, 22, 23 PE? That's too expensive for a stock that's shrinking its sales. Earnings are going up, but sales aren't. That just makes me worried. So, I wouldn't be a buyer of Nike. I'd wait for a very strong pullback. And you'll get it, not Nike, but Yum Brands, and you'll get it sometime. Um, Nike, I think, has the same kind of valuation issue. Yes, they do. These are both very good companies. Don't mistake me here. I'm just saying for the cost of buying these companies, they're too expensive. Wait for the pullback. And, you know, most people have a trouble buying on pullbacks because when it starts to go down, they think it's going down. They don't want to buy it now. When that's not the right thinking. Uh, uh, I would wait. Same thing for Nike. It's overvalued. It's gotten ahead of itself. So I think it's really time to, you know, just, just, just relax. Let it come back to you. Okay, let it come back to you. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine charges our number. Redefining what is old. What does that mean? What defines, and I didn't get to this yesterday, so I wanted to see if, and the day before yesterday, I should, which would have been Friday. Um, what makes, you know, when you get older, have you noticed that old people are very lonely because no family really wants to visit them? It just is a natural consequence for some reason. I don't know why it's a natural consequence, but it seems to happen. So, defining a good life in old age there's been surveys. Well, what make you? What will make you happy in old age? And most people, this is what it is. Ninety-four percent of those surveyed said making them happy is having friends and family nearby or visiting. So if you can't get family, you gotta have friends. Seventy-five percent having made uh, being happy in old age, having some continued impact. On society, doing charity work. You know, it's not about spending money. It's about feeling good about yourself and what you're doing. 
So doing something for friends and family or as charity, that makes you happy. And of course, the, the, what came in third of people, old people being happy is memories shared with loved ones. So do something with your loved ones. I don't have any children, so I'm going to have to bribe my nieces and nephews, and I've been bribing them for years, by, and, I, and I'm being honest about it with them. I'm saying uh, the reason why I'm taking you to the movies is because when I'm old and drooly and I need help, you're going to take me to the movies. So don't forget. I'll pay for it both both ways, but you got to you know, I'm old. I'm not going to be able to get around as easy. You got to be patient with me. So money really doesn't make you happy. It just solves a lot of problems, but it doesn't make you happy. I'd rather have money and not have it. That's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. And I hope you come back to the program like you do every day. I do appreciate it. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow. I'll be in San Jose all day. So Justin will be doing the show tomorrow. And I'll be back on um, Thursday. I'll be back here on Thursday. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.